Hello and welcome to Wellbeing. I'm Jack Hodgins. Today we'll be discussing the well-being of educators during COVID. We are joined by Principal Dr. Mark Merry from Yarra Valley Grammar School. Dr. Merry has been in the educational field for more than four decades and became principal at Yarra Valley in 2009. Yarra Valley has been operating as a co-educational school since 1978 and caters for early learning to Year 12 students. Hello, Mark, and welcome to the program. Thanks, Jack. Great to be here. What is the importance of teachers in education to our society? Jack, I think uh, one thing this whole pandemic uh, business has taught us is how fundamentally critical they are. And the good news is that with so many students online at home, parents probably for the first time have had a chance to sit in on class just off camera and listening to how the classes go. And I've had so much feedback from parents about how how teachers have been encouraging and interesting and engaging the young people. And, and I tell you, I think the stock of teachers in the community has risen remarkably. Do you think it's that it's given parents a better idea of how just how hard teachers work as well? Absolutely. Now we, as you said, are a, are a K twelve school, and just think about this: you've got a teacher of prep, they've got twenty kids, and they've got them all online, teaching them online. It's like herding cats, and a lot of parents are sitting by by computers, just shaking their heads, saying, "I really, really don't know how you do it." At the other end, you've got, you know, year 11 and 12 teachers teaching the VCE and how important that is. And and they are working really overtime to make sure the um, students don't miss out. They're acutely aware that um, of the importance of those years. So they're putting in extra work. I believe they're putting in over and above at the moment. Last year, surprisingly, I suppose, our year 12 got the best results in the history of the school. So something is working. I guess it's also a true testament to um, just how much passion teachers have too. Well, look, I, I think we've got a great combination. We've got teachers who are absolutely passionate about their subjects. We've got aspirational students who want to do really well. And we've got families who, who are very supportive. So when you get that combination together, it's pretty powerful. Now, I'm not saying that prolonged lockdowns are a good thing because over time, teachers do wear out. Students do wear out and uh, it can be a hard grind over time. So if I had the uh, the best of it, I'd have our kids back at school as quickly as we could because uh, there's no real, no matter how well we do online learning, there's no real substitute for the real thing. What are some struggles that the teachers have been going through with the change in uh, setting of classroom? Well, initially... Last year, everything was brand new. I mean, everything was new, so all bets were off. So teachers who were very proficient at teaching on campus and teaching classes in front of them, all of a sudden had to learn new skills. Now, to give them great credit, they did it quickly. Now, because we've gone backward and forward, the word of the year is pivot. Because we've pivoted backward and forward to online on-campus learning, it's like flicking a switch now. Friday, we're teaching on campus. Monday, we're teaching off campus. And, and literally, we just run the identical day, five-period day, five teachers a day, whether they be on campus or at home. Now, as you can appreciate, there's a fair bit of intensity there, particularly for a teacher who's got their own kids at home. So you've got a, a teacher teaching class of 20, 25 students who's also got perhaps their primary age child at home trying to keep them engaged. So it's a bit of multitasking needed, and uh, they've done a great job with it. Not look, not just at Yarra, but I think across the profession, teachers have done a great job. 
Have students and parents been supportive of the teachers during the pandemic? Yeah, very much so. Our students, they're great kids anyway, but they have been very supportive. And the parents, I've, I've had lots of correspondence from the parents who have been so grateful for what the teachers are doing. Now, again, having said that, over time, it can become a burden because young people want to be with their friends. When they are able to come back to school, you should see the smiles on their faces. They're just so glad to be back. Now, who would have thought that students are craving to be at school? But they are. They want to. They they want to be there. They want to see their teachers, but primarily they want to see their mates, and they're feeling the loss of that. So over time, no matter how good our online curriculum is, and it is good, no matter how good it is, it's no substitute for the real thing. So we really are quite keen on seeing our kids back. We don't want to see them back too early. We don't want this Delta strain to run right through the school. So we understand that we've got to bide our time, but we will really be grateful to have them back and uh, and get back to what we do best, and that's uh, working with young people. You're listening to Wellbeing, where we are discussing the well-being of educators during COVID. My guest today is Principal from Yarra Valley Grammar School, Principal Dr Mark Mary. How long have you been in the educational field and why did you enter the profession? I've been in, I started teaching in 1985, it's a long time now. Uh, I, taught, I taught for seven years and then I got a, a deputy principal's job. I realise now how little I knew and how raw and uh, sort of uh, lacking in experience I was. But I muddled through that, got through that, a couple of deputies' positions. And then uh, I was principal of a school here in Melbourne, uh, Marcelin College, big uh, boys' school in Berlin. And from there came to Yarra. I've never looked back in that profession. I mean, teaching is a wonderful profession. Being a leader in schools is, is great. I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. I went into teaching initially because I loved history and uh, I was a history teacher. So someone paid me to do something I loved, go figure. Uh, and then over time, I've just loved working with young people. It, it's such an energizing and great profession to be in. So I'd be, a, I'm a big rap for it. So your listeners out there, if you are even considering the idea of perhaps getting into education, I give it a big rap. It's, it, I've, as I say, I've never looked back. It's a great job. When the pandemic hit and Zoom became the classroom as a principal, how did that affect your workload? Uh, believe it or not, an empty school is actually harder to run when you've got everyone there, particularly with a rapidly changing uh, situation with the pandemic. You've got to be quick. The government can make an announcement at uh, 11 o'clock, which affects the whole school community the very next day. You've got to be right on it and have a position that the school takes from that moment and the uh, sands shift very quickly. So in many ways, the workload for principals and teachers has has gone up uh, with remote learning. And so running a school remotely uh, is a tough gig. I'll be first to admit it. It's a different kind of, of job, whereas normally it's a very relational job. You're seeing people, you're engaging with people in the physical space. Running a remote school, you've got to try and keep the, that connection with the students and the connection with their families as much as possible because you don't want to lose that. You don't want them to feel their community starting to uh, disintegrate around them. So we do a lot of online stuff. We do a lot of vlogs. We touch base with families a lot. We keep in touch with teachers. We're acutely aware of uh, keeping the morale of our teachers high, and it's, I'm glad to say it still is. But all those considerations take time and a lot of thinking. 
the, the main thing that a school leadership does at the moment is in an uncertain world to try and lend some certainty. So what we try and do is to be predictable. So that's why we have our five-period day, five days a week. We keep steady contact with teachers and with parents and with students to, to try and calm it down a bit. In a very wacky, frenzied world, which is changing all the time and is a bit uncertain, we are certain. And so that certainty lends confidence with the families and it, it just calms the students down a bit and we just keep doing what we're doing. How have the students been going with the online schooling? It's, it's been an interesting evolution. When it first kicked in last year, they were absolutely wrapped. I mean, this was, this was great, you know. You didn't have to get out of bed early. You didn't have to get in the school uniform. You didn't have to get the bus so you started an hour later, and there was a great novelty around it. Now, that lasted right throughout last year. This year, I think with the stop, start, stop, start, it's been a little harder. The students are still in class, no question about it, and they're still answering questions, and they're still engaging. But our teachers are, are starting to detect that they're getting a little flattened. You know, they're feeling a bit flat. And so we've introduced a couple of things to try and break it up a bit. We had a screen-free day this week where we said, just down tools, everyone. Don't go near a computer. Just get out and get a bit of fresh air. Read a book. Talk to friends. But that screen-free day was very well received. You know, the students loved it. The teachers loved it. And even the parents, you know, we didn't get, oh, they're not in school. The parents said, we get it. Uh, they just need some time out just to regroup, and uh, we, we got back into it. So I think our students have been great. Um, I, I'm a big rap for their, uh, you know, the word resilience gets thrown around a bit, but I'll throw it around a bit more. I'm a big rap for their resilience. I'm a big rap for the way they've been so flexible and, and learnt to learn in a different way and done that really quickly. So all, all power to them. It also seems with the pandemic that teachers have had to be innovators of sorts in how they approach teaching kids just because of the change in environment. It is. And fortunately, we've got some great back-end support with our IT people. And we we had a lot of very quick professional learning. You know, necessity is the mother of invention. If I'd have asked teachers to be really proficient with online learning without any need, it would have taken a couple of years. But because this pandemic hit us and we actually had to do it, it took days to upskill our, our teachers to be able to do this and do it well. So really, because we had to, it forced the pace a bit. Now, I've sat in on a few classes. I've got a sense of what they're like. The quality of the teaching is great. The engagement of the kids is very good. So they've not only had to teach the content that they have to teach in this year, but they've also had to learn to, to deliver that content at home and, and to make sure they can engage all of the students in the class. Highly skilled and highly motivated uh, workforce, I think, teachers. Have there been any positives that have came out of the COVID pandemic for teaching? I think the main positives are that teachers have proven just how good they are. Uh, and I go back to what I said about parents. Parents have sat in on classes just off screen and just shaking their heads and say, I had no idea. No idea what these teachers do to engage and enthuse and entertain and teach and and uh, get the best out of their kids. And I've had an absolute flurry of emails from parents saying, look, I have to say, they've done a great job. 
The other unintended consequence is that when students do come back to school, they realise just how much they love school. It might be because their mates are there. It might be because they get out and about and play sport or music or drama or debating. Whatever it is, they love their school, and so they've learnt that as well. And finally, uh, teachers have worked out they have the capacity to learn very quickly and to do things differently. And so all over Australia now, we've now got a teaching workforce which is highly proficient at online teaching, and that has to be a good thing. When it comes to mental health and well-being, how has that been supported for both students and teachers during the pandemic? For students, we have every Wednesday, we have Wellbeing Wednesday. What happens is the tutors get online, and we have a traffic light system. And if the students press green, that means they're fine. If they press red, that means we need to have another conversation. And every now and again, a young person will press red. I'm just struggling a bit. And so we have a follow-up with our tutors or our year-level coordinators or even, if it's really serious, with our psychologists. So we've been really monitoring the, the progress of the kids. Every now and again, we do something differently. So we had the house cross-country um, competition um, at home. And parents, students and teachers were all involved. So they would they would record the distance they've run or walked and so forth, and then they'd, they'd uh, get that back to us. And the winning house was the one which covered the most distance. So not only was it we were able to get the, the students out, but their families as well. And parents love that, being in the house country competition. In terms of teachers, your timing's wonderful, Jack, because I've just received a pack here in the mail about five minutes ago, which is from our staff association. And it's a thinking of you pack and it's full of all sorts of goodies. You know, I've got fudge here and I've got peanut brittle and all <laughs> sorts of things that are going to add to my COVID kilos. But that's that, just come out of the blue. I had no idea this was coming and this is just from our staff association saying hi, just thinking about you. So it's it's the little things and it doesn't take much but it's the little things that that spur us on a bit. We did send out to our Year 12 students um, which arrives today or tomorrow you know, to all our Year 12s which is a Year 12 2021 face mark. It also comes with a $25 um, delivery food voucher as well. So knock themselves out ordering some food online. So, Jack, it's the little things. It's, it really is the little things that, that keep people going. And I think with COVID too, it's it's shown us that it is the little things that matter. And I think it's also highlighted just the importance of others, you know, and seeing them face to face because we haven't been able to do that. And I think when, when push comes to shove, how important other people are. It's absolutely critical. Schools are primarily educational places, but they are relational places. You know, they, it's all about the relationships. That's what makes them tick. But even more broadly, you know, I go out for a bit of a walk and I see lots and lots of neighbours out for exercise and they're saying hello and, you know, how are you going and all that sort of thing. So ironically, um, this shutdown has, in a sense, got us to reconsider what's important. And uh, clearly what's important are the the people around us. And uh, that can't be a bad thing. What has been the most difficult experience for you in your job in the last 18 months? I think, um, and this is why I don't criticise state premiers in the decisions they make, right? Because, you know, it's easy to say, oh, you know, what are they doing that for? The government's doing that. Haven't they thought about this? Well, when you actually have to make decisions, there's 
so many different variables involved, you're going to have a rainbow of opinion about whether you're right or wrong. Uh, you're going to have implications that, you know, no matter what you do, there are unintended consequences, different implications. Some people will be happy, some won't be happy. Um, so the hard bit, I suppose, is working out what you think is right, making a call, and and explaining what you're doing and why you're doing it. I think that's critically important, just not making arbitrary decisions. For example, our screen-free day, we explained to the parents, look, the, the students are getting screen fatigue. Productivity will start to slip and classes won't be as good as they should be. So let's just have a day off. Now, when you explain that to people, they understand the reasoning behind it. They'll back you. So every decision we make in the school, we've had to, we've second-guessed ourselves. We've looked at every single, um, every single permutation of what could go wrong. And uh, that takes a bit of time and effort. But look, that's what we're here for. My job as a school leader primarily is to make sure that the teachers get a good opportunity to teach and teach well. That's my job. So I try and get out of the way as much as possible, but try and make their lives as easy as possible so they can do what they do well. You're listening to Wellbeing, where we are discussing the well-being of educators during COVID. My guest today is Principal from Yarra Valley Grammar School, Principal Dr. Mark Mary. Has there been any like really great experiences though that you've also had from this pandemic? You know, it, again, it comes down to the appreciation people have. Now, we, for example, I can't say too much about this because I've promised they will remain anonymous. But one member of our community uh, contacted us and said that she'd been watching uh, students working in class and marvelled at how good the teachers are and how wonderful they are, and she personally through us has sent a gift out to every single year 12 student in the in the school and we were it's remarkable mm. how generous that is it's just wonderful generosity we have a cafe next door to the school and i walked across the road to get a coffee and and the owner said look someone has said that any teacher who comes in here from that school over the road the coffee's on me i mean right. remarkable stuff just remarkable stuff this is again i think the greatest unintended consequence, people realise the job that teachers do and how important it is, not only to their own students, but more broadly to their families as well. So that, to me, has been the best of unintended consequences, that all of a sudden people realise, hey, teachers, you know, <laughs> they do work hard, they do put in, they are important. What is the greatest thing about your job? I love it. I, I, I mean... I get to work uh, with young people. I get to work with uh, my colleagues. If if you're in a school where the teachers are there for the right reasons and they love what they do and the students are aspirational, they want to do well and they think it's cool to do well, it's the best job in the world. You know, as a principal, you have some tough days. You know, you're presented with some real issues, tough, some tough issues, but Ultimately, it's, it's the best job in the world. You, you're, you're working with people all the time. No two days is the same. I can, I can get up in the morning and, and uh, we deal with various issues. I can be talking to you on the radio. The, the job is so varied, you never get bored. And uh, you know, that's why I love it. What could be done to make things better for all in the teaching profession during this time? Possibly. Um, we've seen... The, such an evolution in people's thinking about teachers, the more people understand what teachers do, and, and this is the big opportunity for families. 
watch classes, see what's going on, see the 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 fact that teaching is not just about learning, you know, about the French Revolution. It's about the way the teacher teaches. It's the encouragement they give to to the young people to be involved, the um, affirmation they give kids when they get it right, the extra help they give when they need it. I think the more that realisation dawns on people, the more appreciated teachers will be. I actually think traditionally teachers in Australia haven't been appreciated as much as they ought. Mm. Um, oh, we have part, we have a partner school in Japan. Teachers over there are revered, revered in, in society. I've been to Italy where, you know, the professore is revered in, in, in uh, Italian culture. I think in Australia perhaps traditionally not so much. And uh, I think this is the opportunity, this is the chance people can get to really get a, a an insight into what happens in the classroom. Take that opportunity and realise, hey, these people, A, know what they're doing, and B, work very, very hard to make sure people get it. And uh, I think that, that, to me, should be the mission of everyone uh, during this pandemic time. I think you made some great points then there, Mark, because you mentioned there how in Italy and Japan how they are revered. And I think even just from this interview, I think our listeners will get a sense that perhaps we should maybe revere our our teachers a bit more because you always remember a good teacher that really cared for you. You know, I remember teachers that cared for me and and we should value that so much more, I think, in, in, in Australian society. Jack, you've hit, you've really hit it on the head. I'll, I'll put this challenge to you. I bet you, you won't remember what you were taught in year 10, but by God, I bet you you remember the teacher who taught you. And it's the teachers who care and the teachers who really genuinely have an interest in the young people. They're the people you always remember. Now, I can't remember much about what happened in my year 12 economics class. I can't remember much about what I was taught. But by God, I remember Bernie O'Brien, who taught me. I remember because he cared and he had a great way of engaging the whole class. And it's that enthusiasm which led me on to university. And it was the enthusiasm of certain university lecturers that said that I said to myself, hey, I might keep going. And I did keep going. So it, was, it really was uh, the people in the process who led me, for example, in my career to where I was going. So, yeah, I, I believe you do remember your teachers. You remember the ones that weren't so good and you certainly remember the ones that were great. What would be the take-home from this interview you'd want people to remember the most? The take-home is um, I think all of us, all of us more broadly, probably have a better understanding of how important that community is. Now, the community could be in your neighbourhood, it could be your church, it could be your footy club, and it's certainly your school. And I think we should go away from this experience saying, hey, it is important. These institutions out there where people get a chance to meet and to make friendships and relationships, and and those institutions are absolutely critical. So rather than ignore your neighbours, rather than not join the local club, and rather than have a sort of non-committal attitude towards school, embrace those things because they're absolutely critical. Um, you only know you've, how important something is when you've lost it. And over the last 18 months, we've lost it a bit. So I'd hope people would go back and, and 
uh, with a, a renewed enthusiasm for community. And when their uh, sons and daughters go back to school, uh, embrace the idea that school is an important part of our lives and it's important because of the people there. So that's what I hope people would pick up from all of this. Well, thank you for sharing your insight with us today, Mark. We appreciate you taking the time. Jack, I appreciate your interest in schools and in education more broadly. I think um, uh, the, the media, I think, generally get it right. And this kind of interest certainly um, hey, helps to enthuse us a bit more. So congratulations to you and to uh, the station for the interest you have. My guest today was Principal Dr. Mark Merry from Yarra Valley Grammar. Thank you for listening. I'm Jack Hodgins, and all of us at Wellbeing wish you well.